Maybe there's a little goblin that, that gets a list of your fire team. He expects your loadouts and picks the one with the best drip. So <laughs> actually, that's so funny. That's so funny you say that because that is actually where Riker has been. Um, <laughs> he they, he was chosen to be Bungie's little goblin, <laughs> and they chose him purely <laughs> on his on his hairy feet and his um, incredibly wide shoulders. Is why they chose him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not not because of his uh, his taste in drip. <laughs> no, his drip. If it was based on drip, he would never have even been considered. It was purely because of his hairy toes. <laughs> You know what we're doing it now all right hey guys welcome back to another episode of after hours at the tower my name is lovin uh and i am with Le croissant and we are back for episode 16 <laughs> 16 and um we are gonna go through the 12 uh this 12 comes from 7 28 22 but before we get started uh, I wanted to ask Croissant a very, very important question. I know he has a lot of wine-related background, and I just wanted to ask. Uh, I, I, he knows that I'm drinking wine tonight, and I want him to take a wild guess as to what I'm drinking. He tried earlier, and and we just kind of I let it die out, but I want to get his actual answer here. <laughs> what do you think I'm drinking? I kind of give you a hint, and for those of you listening, the hint I gave him was it was a rosé, or it is a rosé. Um, mm. Use your wine knowledge. What do you think... Yes. Give me, give me a um, line. Well, I I will preface my my guess with a story. Okay. So the other day, I picked up my grandmother um, because I I take her places because she's handicapped, um, and I took her to a grocery store here in America. It's called Fresh Market. Sure. And it is notorious for being like more expensive, but the the produce is organic and fresh and uh, a higher quality than you would find in a traditional grocery store. Yes. Basically, it's a it's a bougie grocery store. <laughs> it's a grocery store, um, but bougie as but fuck. Bougie, yes. And so we we walk in, and I've taken her probably like four or five dozen times now, and. We every time without fail, we we follow the same route. We go in, we go to the right, hit the vegetables, take a left, hit. She picks up this orange juice and she only drinks the orange juice that is from the fresh market. Okay. We like we curve into from, the like, only on. that one. Only that, that one. specific. If, yes. Okay. Huh. That specific bottle. If it's not there, she doesn't buy it. Okay. There you go. It, skips it. We go into the middle. She picks up some some uh, chicken salad. She'll pick up a, a pork loin. Um, she will check to see if her bread is there. She has a very specific type of bread that she likes. A very specific uh, ciabattini that she uses as a bread bun. If it's not there, then she curses and <laughs> just gets some other bread that she gets sliced. Uh, and then we, we take a left. We hit the back. She'll check the pastries. Um, we walk by some sushi. I grab some sushi every time. Have a chat with the with the sushi chef. I love it you. It is a great guy. I it love is, you for yeah, getting it's, sushi. It's amazing. Um, and then we we hit the back left corner where the milk and the eggs and and the dairy product is. You know. Um, yep. And 
all throughout the store, they have these stands that are used to display various items like wine bottles, for Fuck. instance. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> That's all in the... So, damn it. <laughs> so yesterday, or the other day when I took her, we followed the route, got back all the way to the eggs, and I noticed something. Mm-hmm. So on one of the display stands, there were a couple of rosés. Okay. Now, this is off because I've seen this call photo. Me Detective Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> but I have an inkling feeling that the bottle that I saw is probably the same bottle of wine type that you're drinking right now. Interesting, interesting. Now, okay. I I noticed by the tone of your voice that, that you seem to be breaking out in a sweat. Uh, um, um your your voice is kind of shady. It's a little um a little shaky. Uh, so let me let so, me preface my response with a story. <laughs> so, a couple a couple weeks ago, <laughs> I was talking to Croissant about wines, and and we were talking about Moscato that I drink, and it's an Australian Moscato, and it's super shit. Like it's it's bad wine. Like people people who drink wine and actually drink wine will look down on me because I look down on me when I drink it. Um, and then I asked him about this specific wine that I, that I have drank before. And he said, no, I've never even seen it here. And then like two days later, I get a, I get a Snapchat of this specific wine on, on a stand. And <laughs> on, so, a, on a display stand. On a display in a, stand. In a yeah. bougie grocery store. <laughs> At a grocery store that I would like to be seen in, you know what I mean? <laughs> so right, I'm right. fairly certain he knows, but go ahead, give you give your grand yeah, unveiling so, for your answer. So my my final guess is going to be a rose called Maison number nine. And you would be correct. Yes, it you is. You have inc- is, impeccable uh, detective the, the, skills. A rosé that is, I, I'm assuming I the way that I imagine it set up is that that Post Malone has a um, has supported the winery enough to where he um, or maybe he even started it himself. Usually, what happens when these celebrities kind of take over these uh these wine companies what they do is they they buy the vineyard or they buy the company that produces the wine um and essentially they don't like fire everybody and hire their own people you know they they mainly provide them with money to continue to produce wine right um yes and and the trade-off is that hmm. by having their name on the bottle and having their brand and their their notoriety to go along with the wine, the vineyard then gains its own kind of sense of notoriety and essentially becomes uh, much more resistant to like bankruptcy or or not being popular, you know? Right. So it's like it's like a win-win for the the vineyard and for the 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 celebrity in question. Um, 
and I, knowing Post Malone and how humble of a guy he is, he he probably takes care of them very well. Right. And in turn, they are more um, committed towards creating a very good wine. Right. Can I can I read the story of Maison Number no. Nine for you? You said this, and I immediately wanted to know what the what the story was behind Post Malone and yes. this wine. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let me read you the story. <clears throat> So I went to the Maison Number no. Nine website. This is where this is, and the quite literally, there's the home tab, the our story cocktails, merch, sweepstakes, and where to buy. It's the our story, and it's a picture of Post Malone sitting very elegantly in a in a um, in a woven chair in a it, it, it's it's a it's a three piece suit set, but he, he's missing the jacket, and I want it. I want the fucking suit that he's wearing because right. like the texture is super nice. But anyways. <clears throat> the 61st Grammy Awards were taking place in Los Angeles. The following day, Post Malone was wrapping up a long day of rehearsals with the Red Hot Chili Pep Red Hot Chili Peppers at the Staples Center. Dre London rushed uh, to their next meeting, uh, where um, their longtime friend has introduced them to James uh, Mor Maurice. See Maurice Morrissey Morrissey. There you go, mm. um, <clears throat> James spent the evening describing a vineyard in South France, which was producing the most incredible rosé he had ever tasted. Having an affinity for French wine, they talked about how uh, they found themselves uh, and their friends drinking more rosé in recent years, um, but hadn't found a, labeled, a label or brand that stood out in the, as their favorite, so they set out to create a high-quality high quality rosé from Providence uh, that encourages good taste and sharing with other others. Um, 10 days later, the trio went to France, uh, or was on the French Riviera, um, <clears throat> sitting at a winery, sampling the grapes, uh, fell in love with the, with, uh, with the liquid and the landscape, uh, and the Mediterranean lifestyle. Working closer with winemaker Alexis Cornu, winner of, of 15 gold medals and seven, and seven 90 plus point rosé wines. Does that make sense? And seven. it just means they're very good. Yeah. Okay, ninety is, plus <clears throat> point rosé wines or ninety plus points is like their their scale is like one to a hundred. Okay, um, and so a ninety plus is considered very high quality. Okay, so then the founder spent much of 2019 in between posts, uh, sold out tour dates, travels. I love how he put that in there. In between his sold out tour dates, which, by the way, I went to. I was in. I was mm -hmm. fucking. I was at that. I was part of the the sold out tour dates. If I listen, if I didn't buy a ticket, that wouldn't be in there. Just saying. <laughs> um, traveling right. frequently to the winery, they tried uh, many grape uh, varieties. Uh, and sampled over 50 blends until they developed a brand new premium rosé that they're happy with. Maison number nine was born. So there you go. Um, that is a story about this wine. It's a very expensive, but it's very good. This is the one wine that I would like actually drink. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like if I'm going out to a fancy restaurant, this is what I would order because Moscato is not going to cut it. I'm going to get bullied. At the, <laughs> like the waiters are going to bully me. You know, no, we don't even offer Moscato at our restaurant. Oh, God. Yeah, see, that's that's how you know. Well, I went to a steakhouse uh, a couple days ago, and there was no Moscato on there. I'm like, huh, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, traditionally, it's more of like a dessert wine. Yeah, the, it, people call it candy wine here. That's like the, yeah. it's the nickname for it. So 
Yeah. Anyways, I'm glad. You, good detective work. We you now know the story of the wine I'm drinking. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So now we get to transition into probably one of the the most difficult things to wrap your brain around in in Destiny PvP. Yay! So much fun. It is. Yes. This is this is a doozy. Um, and, and I'd like to apologize beforehand if we get anything wrong. Um, however, we're still figuring it out as we go. And, and I mean, I, I hate PVP, you know, so <laughs> I automatically like, not your favorite thing. Have, yeah, I have a, I have a pretty decent understanding about, of, about what this, this twab is talking about. However, I don't necessarily know how it applies and how it functions within destiny specifically. Uh, but usually it transitions pretty well. And so it should be, we should be able to get through it pretty easily. Um, this, uh, this week we have Cosmo, Cosmo BNG coming in with the, uh, with the stellar performance here on this week's swab. I would, I beg to differ. <laughs> Uh-uh, no, <laughs> hold on, we're not, Cosmo, you're not getting away with this shit, hold on. <laughs> the one, the one time I inquire about the, what, oh, what's the, what's the letter link this week, and if you don't know what that is, Bungie, <laughs> Bungie consistently, like, puts out, um, uh, like, a, a, a hyperlink in a single letter in the TWAB somewhere, they hide it in there, consistently, and I was like, what is it this week, where does it lead, I want to know before we start recording, Motherfucker didn't put it in. It's BNG didn't put it in. It's not there. It's, it's not. It's not there. This is again. I said it before. Before we started recording, I'll say it again. This is what happens when hippie doesn't write the twabs. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm distraught. I I don't think I'll ever load into Destiny again because of this like Travis. <laughs> Oh man! Gross mistreats, mistreatment of the twab enjoyers. You know, I think I can change your mind with one sentence. Can you? Yes. You ready for it? Mm -hmm. This week at Bungie, we're planning a raid date night. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you can't change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you heard it correctly. Raid date night. My favorite. My so, Cosmo kicks it off with happy solstice, everyone. The bonfire is lit. There is grass in the tower, and guardians are donning their new armor with the stats and glows to go with it. We hope you are enjoying your time in the EAZ this year. We have been tracking your feedback on what you are liking about the event, changes that aren't feeling good, as well as many improvements you would like to see added. Thanks for sharing your feedback, and keep it coming. We've got a busy TWAB planned for you today. As promised, we will be going over the launch date of the next raid, then also talking over some matchmaking changes rolling out in Season 18 and 19. Let's get into it. Well, that first sentence is all that matters to me. I tuned out the rest of it. Well, I kind of listened to Solstice, but after that, it was, I wasn't <laughs> Happy listening. Happy Solstice. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Solstice, bonfires lit, and then it was just like gray, like white noise the whole time in my head, so... <laughs> um i want to talk about the the raid date uh the raid 
the redacted raid we still don't know what it is but the redacted raid goes live at 10 a.m pacific on august 26 2022 that is a reset on august 26 2022 and i'm so excited i cannot wait world's first race will be similar to how they did it with vault of glass um so just so you know what to expect the raid will launch with contest mode enabled for 24 hours the power level is going to be 1560 so there's not too much grind coming uh, with all that that's for all encounters like it's just you you don't have to grind for it it is a freebie in 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 a sense yeah <clears throat> i mean i think the the reason is because it's so soon into the season it's literally the weekend of the first week of the season right. uh they have it at not even at power, not even at, at power. pinnacle cap. Yeah. It's at hard cap mm -hmm. for last season, for, for for this season. So it's like if you hit hard cap this season, you're already going to be okay for next season. So you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about getting on and grinding 24 hours a day for those three days leading up to the raid. Right. And if you if you and your team end up clearing contest mode, you're not done because you will have access to the new challenge mode in the director uh, and the special triumphs. For completing all of the uh, all of the challenge triumphs in each encounter, will then grant you your your day one emblem. Um, so it's it's exactly the way Vog worked. If you participated in that or followed that at all, you did it once all the way through with no no restrictions, and then you did it on challenge on uh, yeah on challenge mode, um, which was uh, it uh, it wasn't Eternity's Edge, right? Uh, what was it called? Like the actual like node was it was named something? Temper's oh, Edge. I Temp Temper's Edge, maybe. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't you, partake. No, you weren't. Right. I think Temper's I Edge. I didn't, I I didn't be wrong. make it to the node. But <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it was Temper's Edge, but I could be very wrong. That was the challenge mode node that showed up once we got the uh, regular contest mode clear. And the only way to progress into that is if you do the one-time challenges for every encounter on contest mode. That is how that works. So you do, so for Vogue, it was Dragon's Den, only killing, um, only killing Wyverns with supers, uh, and then encountered, oh, sorry, on the first encounter was, was Dragon's Den, then after that it was, um, Confluxes, that comes next, right? Confluxes, yeah. sorry, Confluxes, then, then Oracles. Yes. Yeah, so Oracles was, uh, but what was the one time for Oracles? No hobgoblins killed, I believe. Um, uh, yes, or I think so. No, it's been so long. Was it? Hold it on. So long. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It wasn't. The, I'm. I'm. I'm completely misleading everybody. It wasn't the. It was the one time, or the. No, it wasn't the one times. It was the, um, the rotating challenges you had to do. So it, yeah, was, it was the. It was the hidden ones. Yeah, the. It was ones. the um. You could only shoot one oracle in rotation. You could, mm -hmm. you had to wait until wait the till wyverns sacking. were sacking for confluxes mm -hmm. for, um, what is what is um, gatekeepers challenge. Gatekeeper Templar was don't let them teleport. It's uh, killing them at the same like within five seconds. The Praetorian and right, the, uh, yes, five seconds wyvern. of each other, and then or uh. Atheon was you could only shoot one, one oracle. Yeah, one. So oracle it was each. that it was all of the all of the weekly challenges all at once. Um, that was that was that was the contest or the yeah the contest mode challenge node that showed up after. So be ready for that. 
Like, it's not going to be too clear as easy. You got to... And, and it's on contest, so you're going to be getting fucking butt-touched the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah. not fun. Um, <laughs> and then once you complete the... Uh, completing the Secret Triumph, uh, like, completing that run also makes it so you don't have to wait for all of those things to come into rotation for your title like you get them done and you get the triumph too which is cool um you yep. get a little bit of a head start um uh, and completing the the both sets uh is how the fire team that cro like the, cro the team that crosses the line and and becomes first uh in the in the race as a whole is the first fire team to beat both regular and um and challenge mode basically um and then to enforce the triumph requirements in challenge mode, if your team your team will wipe if you fail the challenge. So like if you hit challenge failed, it just kills you. Um, yeah, should it, I think what it does is it allows you to effectively like it give it just instead of having to launch to orbit and restart, you know, you you kind of your progress is saved. Yeah. It's also really easy to tell what the challenge is if it kills you if you fuck up. Right, right. Helps a lot. Um, but that's all we know. We know that that's how it's going to work. We don't even know what the raid is. So, like, you got some time to ponder. Build we, your know team up. <laughs> we know what the raid is. We know what the raid is. I mean, is. we know what the raid is. Like, we have our suspicions. But it could. they could just fucking pull a 180 on us and make the other. I don't know. Right. It is what it is. We don't know what the raid is technically. It's still redacted raid, but whatever. That's that's all the information but, we have there. But you know what we do know? What do we know? We do know that Bungie is making changes to the matchmaking system. That is true. That is true. They are. Um what they're doing uh, in season 18 uh will will be the beginning of a big overhaul for how matchmaking the the matchmaking system works. Um, expected to be like tweaked uh, and updated well into season 19 Bungie's world sy world systems team have a very large info dump for us um, and we're going to just kind of get into the fine print and croissant is going to lead take the lead on this one because I am not very versed in the way that matchmaking works internally I know that I hit a button and I matchmake so he's gonna <laughs> take me on the journey of a lifetime and explain the inner workings right, of, right. of this game mechanic that is around in so many different games I play. Yeah, so so Bungie is kind of taking a little bit of a different approach. Um, in in this TWAB, they they kind of have a layout of how they go about explaining things. So I'm gonna stick to that layout as best as I can. Um, and basically, they first start out by stating the goals that they have when creating these high quality matches. Um, so they, they believe that all players should be able to regularly partake in matches that feel competitive while also having a reasonable chance at winning. Uh, when they say reasonable, they mean between 40 and 60% win rate for, for most of their matches. Uh, they want players to both feel and be rewarded based on their skill. And they want to reserve a place for players who do not want to engage in the skill system. Now, in order to do that, they have what is called a... a they, it's basically what's called matchmaking. 
um, any kind of matchmaking in a competitive multiplayer game. Basically, its main goal is there to put together high, these high-quality matches. And a good matchmaking system tries to balance three things when they're putting together those matches. The first thing is connection quality. The second is match fairness. And the third is matchmaking speed. Now, kind of going back to the connection quality, there's two kind of notable types of connections. There's the player to the server, and there's the player to all of the other players in the match. Now, the player when they when they talk about their connection quality, they they mean player to player because although player to server is important, how the players are able to connect to their uh, to their opponents and their teammates is more impactful when it comes to the game because especially in crucible where if you have two players that are around the same skill range but are from opposite sides of the world and are and and their latency between each other is awful <laughs> Very you're going to have stuttering you're going to have shots that were on target that are missing you're going to have shots that are not on target hitting and you're going to have shots that are not registering and shots that are uh you're going to be taking damage from from random places and 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 dying to random things and there's just a whole slew of problems that come alongside of a poor player to player connection um this also is where they note for the first time that uh when you're in a fire team the the matchmaking system picks a specific player in your fire team and that is your whole fire team's latency so if you're playing in a fire team where people are spread out across the globe you're automatically going to have that low latency or that that high kind of latency where you're where you're stuttering and where your shots aren't hitting so if you're lagging and you're playing with somebody and you're not near that person in the world that is probably the issue. Interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so, and neither did I. They, throughout this entire TWAB, and in general, I don't think they specify who gets chosen for that um, latency. I'm assuming it's the, the fire team leader that launches it. Um, I feel like that'd be a pretty safe assumption. All right. But you never know. It could just be... The latency of uh, I don't know, it could be something crazy. The latency of the person with the lowest uh, skill range, you know, it could be the <laughs> highest, you know, it could be some crazy shit. I don't know. It could be a random roulette system where they pick and choose. Um, maybe there's a little goblin that that gets a list of your fire team. He expects your loadouts and picks the one with the best drip. So <laughs> actually, that's so funny. That's so funny you say that because that is actually where Riker has been. Um, <laughs> he they, he was chosen to be Bungie's little goblin, <laughs> and they chose him purely <laughs> on his on his hairy feet and his um, incredibly wide shoulders is why they chose him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not not because of his uh, his taste in drip. <laughs> no, his drip. If it was based on drip, he would never have even been considered. It was purely because of his hairy toes. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm happy you explained the way that works because now, because yes, man, yes. oh man, when he gets back, damn, is he getting roasted? Right, right. So. When when it's important to to kind of understand exactly what they mean when they talk about skill, 
And obviously, blanket statement like skill is how good you are at the game. And generally, like this is pretty pretty spot on with the game. However, it goes a little bit more in depth onto how it calculates your skill. Um and, and how they they value it, I guess. So basically the system that they have set up is that your your skill in PvP is on a scale of 2000. So it's it's negative 1000 to positive 1000. Um this you have to keep in mind that this skill level is not the same as your uh your crucible tracker or whatever it is that you um that you look um your elo that's not the same thing uh this is an arbitrary number where it, it doesn't it, it they tell us how like what variables they use to calculate it they don't say how those variables mix together uh elo right. is a little bit different it is a it is a, a blanket system that is easily able to be calculated um, and that's the the big difference in in all multiplayer games that use skill based matchmaking, where Elo and your MMR, which is your matchmaking rank, are two different things, um, and they're terms that are often used in like in in exchange of each other, but it's not right. Uh, so your Elo is not the same as your skill level in this game, um, and and your skill level is never actually displayed anywhere in the game. The only people who have access to that are Bungie themselves. It seems like the and only people who know how good I am <clears throat> are the ones who uh, DM me after a match calling me a shitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> they seem to yeah. know. They seem to have yeah. it down pat. Like <laughs> Right. So, so we can kind of go into this next little bit. It's probably one of the most fascinating parts of a matchmaking system is... Obviously, your your general stats are going to go into calculating your your quote unquote skill level, which is like your kills, your deaths, your wins, your captures, deposits, and and dunks like and things numerically like, that. like right, um, right, your raw numbers, yeah, um, things that are able to be tracked. Um, but it goes even more in depth with these programs now, to where not only do they look at at how you move around the map. But it, it looks at your individual loadouts. It looks at your your mods on your character. It looks on how often you use those abilities and, and where on the map you use them and in what situations you use them um, and, and how fast your reaction is. And uh, just your, your general play style in, in, in a game. Interesting. And, and that is all factored into your your skill level into your value can, that is and yes they, they can they read keep, that yes so this happens wow. in other games too this happens in warzone okay um interesting where where they are able to keep track of how often you uh swap weapons how often you buy things from the the, the cargo drop or whatever or right. from the from the station um, what you tend to buy more often than others, uh, and and when you use those things that you buy, and in what situations, and and when you stop moving, and where you stop moving, and and things like that, it's it's all stored on their servers, and and they reference it, and 
and I'm sure Bungie references it too when designing maps and when uh, when kind of making changes to their matchmaking like this. Uh, so that's basically the the how skill is calculated uh, to kind of make it easier to put it into to more realistic terms for everybody. They give these stats where it says if somebody is about 200 skill above you, you can definitely tell that they are better than you. And they will win about 75% of the engagements against you. So the opposite is true. If someone is 200 or more below you, you're going to win that encounter 75% of the time. About. By the time you get to a difference of 400, the better players are going to win about 90% of the engagements. And the lower skilled players need to get extremely lucky to pull off a win. Interesting. So we're talking like like incorrect like if a, if, the, if the higher skilled player uses the wrong ability or his ability he jumps into the engagement when he's still on a cooldown and he didn't realize or yeah. something like that like um, very very caught with their dick in their hand type. right right yeah. and once you get to a difference of 600 there is basically a zero chance for the lower skilled player to win a 1v1 interesting wow yes and keep in mind that this this uh, value this range goes like it's a 2000 different range okay so basically and, and okay. purely 600 is already a zero percent chance of winning damn so slig is i'm i'm 800 i have an 800 percent chance on or 800 i'm 800 above slig that's crazy that's nuts man dude has no <laughs> yeah, chance <exactly>. no <laughs> chance right <laughs> So, so their goal is that engagement should get fairer or more fair the closer you are to the same skill level. Right. And and for the most part, in majority of uh, skill based matchmaking, this is true. And and for Destiny, this is also true. However, it is a little bit. It, it's 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 really only in the playlists that currently have skill based matchmaking, and that is. Uh, glory and uh survival i think the survival think of glory wow i, I think i'm not a survival fanatic maybe, so i have no idea um yeah i i you know don't quote me on survival i have to i have to double check fact checking or maybe maybe uh maybe it's not survival it's it's glory for sure. Yeah, glory um, makes sense. Is is it like it's not trial, maybe elimination? It? I don't know. It wouldn't be trial. It may be elim. Well, because survival is. Hold, hold, sorry, hold on. Survival yeah, not, is not survival. Is uh, is glory like that? Is the same game mode okay, unless they have yeah, a separate okay. game mode that is just. I don't know. I have no um, idea. I'm again. I'm not a PvP sweat, so I wouldn't know. There's somebody screaming at us right now, like through the phone. <laughs> We can't hear okay, you, so stupid. I think, it's, I think it's just glory. I it's, think it's just glory. It's a medium where we can't respond, or you can't respond to us. Right, right. We get to be stupid with no external input. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I, I think it's just glory. But, yeah, so, I mean, that's how... That's how the, that's kind of like the goals that they have and and that's right how they determine what skill is and like i said skill is it's a like good luck on trying to figure it out you never will um and this kind of match made matchmaking rank system and how it's a 
it's an arbitrary number that is hidden and you can't tell or, or calculate it. This is the same for literally every other competitive FPS game like that, or not even FPS, competitive multiplayer game like that. Interesting. CSGO is the same thing. Rocket League has the same thing. Uh, all, everything. And they're all hidden. Because, all because hidden. how they because the moment that you are able to calculate how your skill is valued and how it is kind of figured out is the moment you can start abusing it and you can start finding exploits into boosting your skill and and modifying how you uh, how you play in order to profit. You know, interesting. I didn't. I didn't. Didn't even cross my mind yeah. that that would be a, like a. Uh, yeah, blow blow your mind a little bit. It's like the keys yeah. to the castle right there. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Like their wow. Baby. So mm-hmm. that literally can't be a. Um. Yeah. Is yeah. if if it ever gets out, they have to they have to change it. They have to revamp how they calculate. Shit, that sucks. Could you imagine after all this, it gets yeah. out? Dude. I oh I can God. guarantee. Majority of the employees don't know how it's calculated. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I would imagine very, that very only like... the, the higher ups on their crucible team know how to access to figure out how it's calculated. Yeah. Wow. Um <clears throat> I guess we can kind of go into go into this next little bit with uh with this PvP stuff. And this is the part that I designated that I would read off so that I wasn't just sitting here listening the whole time. <laughs> um this is titled The Problem Space. Uh, as we started looking into the competitive landscape in Destiny, uh, we noted a few things. Outside of survival and elimination, your ability to influence uh, whether your team wins or loses is usually out of your personal control uh, if you are an average skill or below. Uh, and in brackets, they say half the population. Um, this can feel bad. Uh, as the match outcome feels essentially random and you don't feel motivated to try and win. Uh, this has contributed to uh, us de-emphasizing winning as a requirement to gain rewards in Crucible. The current landscape... Yes, this, or, I, really quick, This is that's one of the reasons why I don't play Crucible. <laughs> what do you like, mean? The, the, like, I'm, I'm one of those players where I like to see impact in what I'm doing. Right. And when when I'm playing a game and I'm doing really well and my team is still getting rolled makes me not want to play at all. Right. Like yeah, it it, it doesn't just make me feel motivated to try and win. It makes me <laughs> I don't feel motivated to try and play. <laughs> Very frustrating when you're like playing uh, uh, and and that, yeah. that, that, like like obviously that's with every FPS but it's the worst in in like for me personally, it's the worst in hardcore search and destroy. I know I brought up hardcore mm-hmm. in the past couple uh, podcasts, but like when I'm when I drop like three, four kills around, and then I die, and I see that my team hasn't killed anybody, and there's one guy left, I'm like, what the fuck? How, like, there are six people on the enemy team, and I dropped four of them. How are you like? How much quicker right, do you want right. me to kill people so they don't kill you? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like where? What can I what can I do to help you out? What more can I do? So I, I understand where you're coming from because it's it's so frustrating when your team is getting like bent over the barrel or raw dogged by the enemy team and you're just like 
maxing out, relaxing. It's not even difficult for you. And you're like, what right, the fuck are you right. doing? Like, what are you doing? Um, anyways, continuing on, the current landscape also allows brand new players to match up with some of the very high skill veterans um, and are expected to compete, which doesn't make any sense. Like, if I played against somebody who's never played a shooter before and downloaded Destiny because it was free, stumbled their way into Crucible and had the Kvostov and whatever, you know, blue fucking green even shotgun that they ran, walked in with. Right. And they're expected to to outgun people who have been playing like myself for seven years. <laughs> yeah, good luck. It makes, <laughs> just makes no sense. Um and then I guess on the flip side, if you're a highly skilled, uh, you're often put with a team that feels like you're carrying them and must constantly perform if you stand a chance of winning, which I've been on the spectrum of. Um, it, it doesn't feel good for anyone, like anybody at all. Uh, and no. that's just a fact. Um, in control, specifically, the skill disparity on a team can be stark. Over 50% of matches have a skill disparity of 900. Um or more between the best and the worst player. So kind of what you were talking about before, where like um, you said 400 is like, you're going to be winning 75% of your engagements. Against uh, that 90, player. 90%. Wait, 90% of engagements. If your skill difference is 400. Oh, is okay. So it, sorry, 200 is 75. Yes. Okay. So picture this top player on, on, on your team versus the bottom player of the enemy team. If the disparity between those two people are 900, there is no fucking chance that that person in that a one v one in a one v one scenario, no, no third chance. partying at all, that player is getting mollywopped 100% of the time, 100% yeah. of the time. Like next, to, like it's 99.8% of the time they are getting fucking destroy they're getting rocked out their mind you know what i mean so the fact like that that's the disparity um in in uh you know in control which means um like the that 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 is such a significant change like different difference between these two players that the outcome has already been decided before a single sh like shot is fired um on the other hand, in freelance, 60% of matches have a, a 250 skill difference or less, which is more reasonable, which is good because, like you said, 400 is that 70 or is that 90% chance? 200 right. is that is that 75% um, chance? So 250 or less is okay. I think that's like decent. But then again, it's 60% yeah. of matches, so that's above 50% of the time you're matching with somebody who is going to kill you like like 80 percent of the time 80 like percent of the time. you know what i mean so like there's that you know it, it's good it's better than the 900 but it's also not great in the sense that more than 50 percent of the time there's somebody on the enemy team that's gonna rock your shit you right know? and so well this is this is between the top player on one team and the bottom player on the other so right so a if you were 50 skill difference for for a, the the top disparity is actually like not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you are consistently the worst player on your team, you're going to have somebody 80% of the time on the enemy team. That's going to rock your world. Like there's no, there's no way out of it yeah. with the, the way that it's set up right is now. That, that the, the best player on your team is also going to be 
shitting on the worst player on their team <laughs> right so it's basically a battle of it who should, is wor- yeah. who, who who of the worst is better and cannot die right. as much basically right. that's funny um so because of these stream fa- uh extreme factors uh no matter what your skill it becomes harder to tell if you're improving or not was that a great play or are these players just worse than me and i can tell you with 100 certainty i have had that thought um like am i am i that dude today am i shitting on people left right and center am i like <laughs> on some shit like do i need to consider do i need to fill out a fucking a form to like go pro <laughs> or are these people just kovacs are finally shitter yeah exactly has kovacs really been pulling my weight in the past the past couple games or are these people just <laughs> shit are they bad? Are they new lights? Are they blueberries right, that have come right. to play Crucible today? Are they the croissants of the world who never come to Crucible and decide that they want to play? Although, I will say, I've played against croissant maybe twice in like private matches. And each and every single time, he, he hits the dis- most disgusting snipes on me, and I don't know where they come from. <laughs> There's no way you're practicing on, on Caretaker, okay? That fucker doesn't move. <laughs> where are you getting... Where are you hitting these flicks from? <laughs> Oh my Listen, god. Man, it's it's a it's a god-given skill. Oh, okay. All right. Well. <laughs> god damn it. I've got the golden wrist. You got the golden wrist, dude. I want to see your fucking I want to I want a wrist cam to see how much you fucking <laughs> snap that shit right, you, right. God damn it. Um anyways, if you can't tell if you're improving, it's really really hard to stay motivated to improve. Um and then you know, we, we, we know uh, we have something, you know, some things to solve and problems to work out uh, to get Crucible to a better place. Um, and it won't be like everything won't be able to be addressed in season 18. Uh, it's only sp- like part of the process. Um, and it's something that's going to improve in PvP over time. So there's there's there is light at the end of the tunnel, but it could take a long time to get to where Bungie wants it to be. And I trust Bungie. I mean, they balanced Halo out pretty well. I think Halo yeah. 3 multiplayer was pretty okay. Reach was... Reach was Reach. I don't know. I never really played... <laughs> I didn't. I, I wasn't very good back then at Halo... Well, okay, I shouldn't say that. I was really good at Halo Reach, actually. To the point where I didn't even notice matchmaking because I was, like, decent. And I was, right. like, 12. <laughs> so... Yeah, so... They they kind of transitioned from their problems to uh, starting to get into a couple of the solutions um, and a, a couple more terms that they're kind of defining for us but they they have a little tidbit about match balancing which is like after a match is completed you know sometimes if you if you absolutely rock and then mercy a team it'll say we're breaking up these teams to find a more balanced uh experience or whatever i don't remember exactly what it says but um basically that is there's a lot of problems with that system right now they've been tweaking it for a while now where they've been changing the algorithm and and trying to to get that to where it's reliable um and they're kind of slapping the the band-aid on this one um they're kind of ignoring it and hoping that by reducing the skill variability in any given lobby so making those skills the skill differential smaller it it should be easier to break up the teams to make them more balanced um, they jump right into skill-based matchmaking in control, which is the meat of the meat for this TWAB. 
this is their big change that they're making where they transition into uh, what their focus is. So at the start of season 18, uh, they're going to start turning match fairness back up into control and only control in Crucible playlist. So they're going to use uh, control as like a test subject to kind of see how their new skill-based matchmaking system uh, performs. Um, none of the other playlists are going to be touched, and it may even take weeks to notice any major changes in in the matchmaking. Um, they take this part to kind of define what connection-based matchmaking is like. So that's what they use right now, and the difference between that and skill-based matchmaking. So for those of you who don't really uh, or aren't too like savvy in in these terms, connection-based matchmaking is what most of the Crucible playlists, besides uh, Glory playlist, uh, that it's a, it's the the system that uh, they utilize to find matches, and it prioritizes your connection to the server and to the other players. So they have a little step by step on how that system works in it. Basically, a pool of players is found with a good connection to you. And from that pool, the algorithm finds the players with the very best connections. And then if, you're, if they're unable to find a full team of those players, they widen the variance in the connection. So they'll, they'll, they say if they want your, your connection to be within like, like 40 milliseconds, as far as latency goes, and you only get like five people, they'll increase that variance to like, 60 milliseconds 80 milliseconds you know 100 milliseconds mm. until they find enough to satisfy a full team of uh players and then they break them into equally skilled teams to the best of the algorithm's capabilities all right um once again they mentioned that uh fire team matchmaking your latency is only measured measured for one of the fire team members so uh it, that's why you see a lot of the time um, poor connection between players when they're stacked on the other team uh, because you're really only connected well to one of them at least one of them so uh yeah this so they they do talk about it a little bit later on but before i get into that i want to talk about the skill-based matchmaking um True. So this is the definition of basically a true skill-based matchmaking. This isn't exactly what Bungie is implementing into Control, but this is what they would be implementing if they were doing a true skill-based matchmaking. So basically, it uses a similar model to connection-based matchmaking, but in addition to their latency to the server and to the other players, it uses skill as a major factor instead of a minor factor. So basically a pool of players is found with a good connection to you and from that pool they then instead of looking for players with the best connection they look for players that are closely matched to your skill rating and if you can't find players within that pool they widen they widen the variance in skill instead of latency um if that doesn't work and only if they can't find other people while widening the variance in skill then they'll expand the search again with connection quality widened. And then they go back the previous step and they go then to find players that are matched in your personal skill rating. So it's right. like they, instead of using skill as like a last thing to just 
split up the teams. The skill is what determines who gets picked to be in your lobby. Um, and then once enough players are selected, they then break them down to equally skilled teams to the best of the algorithm's capability. So the current glory matchmaking set, uh, settings uh, is is skill-based matchmaking, but it's not true skill-based matchmaking because they do still prioritize the connection quality and matchmaking speed while trying to find a match. Um, and, and there's a very good reason that they do this. And there's a very good reason why they're going to implement the same kind of system that prioritizes connection and matchmaking speed into control. Um, is they would rather sacrifice some match fairness in terms of skill in order to main co maintain connection quality and matchmaking speed. Um, the system that they're going to put into control is a little different once again. So it still prioritizes the connection quality and matchmaking speed, but instead of um, so so basically they're going to start with a a wider variance of your skill rating, and instead slowly widen your connection as they're searching. So uh, the reason that that this what they're implementing into control isn't true skill based matchmaking is the the fact that the algorithm is still prioritizing connection and it's still prioritizing the matchmaking speed because control is a game mode where you're not playing with the sole intent of um being against players that are exactly as good as you are you're you're playing because it, it it's fun you know <laughs> you're 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 playing because you you want your pinnacles you're, you're playing, yeah literally that's it <laughs> like you're yeah literally that's the only reason you play crucible i don't understand um but but basically you're not you're not sitting there like like going and inspecting the elo or the the skill rating of of all of the players in your lobby yeah i'm not worried about who i'm getting if, matched yeah. against right right and, and it's such a fast game mode like when you sit down to play crucible on instance, I guess I could ask you, like, how many Crucible games do you play? Like five, like me over ten, right? Uh, when well, you sit I, down to play Crucible, yeah, it, it, it's maybe play... max ten. You know, yeah, like me right, personally, right. And, it's and, like and, I'll I do mean, a Crucible you're not, session. You're so. not like a like a heavy PvP player, no, too. like no, like they're most of the hardcore PvP players are playing ten plus matches a day. Yeah, like. They're, they, sure. they, they play it so much um and they're not they're not looking they're looking to prioritize like i guess i could put it differently you're gonna notice more if your shots are missing than if you're getting killed by the same guy over and over again like you're gonna notice if if a player is jittering and teleporting across the map because of their lag more than you're gonna notice who's getting more kills yeah like like the, the sure. connection from player to player and player to server is much so more important. important in this game mode because it's more of a casual kind of experience um and 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 still like, even in those kind of more competitive experiences too the connection is still very important because if you're not connected to each other and you're not like there's no good connection it doesn't matter how good you are like you're still it's, gonna it's run a really into unenjoyable problems. time yeah and and so 
they're they're implementing this into control. They have a couple of things that they're going to be looking at while it goes live. Um, and and they hope that while it's implemented, it's they they want you to expect uh, overall matching times, matchmaking searching times to go up a little bit at first. Um, but they're hoping the trade-off uh, for matches that aren't super sweaty or lopsided blowouts will be worth it. So a couple of the things that they're they're looking at as they fine-tune the uh, the playlist, uh, they're going to be looking at the matchmaking time. And they want, obviously, players who cannot find a match in 10 minutes, they want to minimize that. And they want a goal to keep the average under 2 minutes and under 4 minutes for 95% of players. So, I personally, I don't really have a problem with matchmaking, with, with speed and, and matchmaking time. Um, however, I, I assume that I'm pretty near the central kind of point of the skill rating kind of like where the values are at um but for those for those better players and for those really bad or new players it's going to be a lot longer um they're also going to be looking into mercy games now uh right now kind of the mercy rates vary based on the map as low as five percent but also as high as 25%. So some maps are just incredibly easier to play around if you're good at the game, or or right. I, guess, I put it the other way, they're, they're much more difficult to play around unless you're very skilled at the game. Um, like, I know I can reference... Um, uh, what's his face? The Titan guy with the movement, Levy. <laughs> fucking Levy, Levy is yeah. gonna be cracked at any PvP map you throw him in because his movement is it's absolutely insane, disgusting. Like I watch this dude and I'm like, ew. <laughs> I like yeah. I, 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 I watch him. Titan. I watch him play and it's just like I get I get like yeah. cold sweats from it because it's just like it's. Right. right. Ugh, I just don't want to play. Movie, I don't want to play against him. Like it just makes me uncomfortable like, watching I feel him do like what he's he does. Playing a different game. Yeah. Shout out to Levy, man. Fucking what a guy. Straight up. Like, <laughs> right, right. My God. <laughs> so so they they think 25 is way too high. And I, I agree with that. They want I the number of Mercy games to be under 5% on all maps. But not actually hitting zero. Because why have the system in the game if you're not going to utilize it? You if know? you don't and, need it ever. And yeah. there are very obviously situations in which Mercy uh, is... It, there's a reason it's in the game, you know? Can I can I just um, take take a second to to express my frustration with... with um, oh shit, what is it? Iron Banner? Iron Banner last season... Or la the last Iron Banner yeah. of the season, week <laughs> 8. Mercying at 03 in that game mode with those maps is not fair. So it's not how... Cool. So um, not cool at all. I I almost wonder if the the twenty five percent that they're referencing isn't one of those. It I'll isn't bet you one of those maps. I'll bet you yeah on the maps. I'll bet you it's one of those maps in Rift. I guarantee you it's fucking con uh con convergence 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 hundred percent mm -hmm. Rift convergence. That's the map that is at twenty five percent. There's no way it's not. No way. Convergence is a horrible map. I got 5 out on Convergence the first week of Trials, or uh, uh, first week of um, yeah. Iron Banner, sorry. Yeah. 
same multiple <laughs> times like it, it right, it's right. you 100 percent convergence was the 25 there's no way it's not yeah 3-0 i've i came <laughs> back from 3-0 games on um on the other two maps on disjunction and on bannerfall like that happened right, like i did it right. multiple times my first i reset iron banner three times at the first week it was around the season and i had multiple games that i came back from a 3-0-4-0 the fact that that wasn't even possible in week the week eight of the season it killed right, it killed right. it killed it killed it, killed yeah. it. there was no point in trying after like if you're if you're if your team was down 2-0 and they they were 75% of the way, 80% of the way, 90% of the way to the to the um to the rift. Everybody stopped trying. Everybody on our team stopped trying. I, I remember very vividly yeah. people stopping like not moving at all. I was like, okay. 3-0 is where yeah. you got to what you got to shoot for. That's how you win. And it, it it didn't make it fun, made it annoying. So, if they're yeah. going to fix this the, with the mercy games, that's great. Obviously, sorry. Obviously, um I have the hiccups all of a sudden. What the fuck? Um, obviously, Rift works very differently to this stuff, but it's still annoying that that was in the in place. So I'm happy they're like considering touching Mercy games, and maybe with right, the five percent right. over like overall, they're gonna look at the way that people were getting Mercyed in in Rift and be like, that's not cool, and fix it. I, that's my well, hope. Yeah, and and so like I said earlier, uh, well, actually, I yeah, so the the skill like the your skill level is actually funnily enough it's being monitored for every game mode any pvp game mode in the game so it's being recorded and it's being calculated for every playlist like at once that includes pvp interesting including gambit they oh, have what the a fuck? skill value for Gambit too. Like it's not all incorporated into one like value, is it? No, no, okay. no. It's all different. So okay. they're able. So they're able to see each playlist, um, and and how your skill varies from each, and how right. the general and how it compares to the general population in each game mode. So gotcha. it's like like they have they have very in depth stats like. They got all the numbers stats. they could ever need. I'd love to see my now, stats. So basically what they're looking at is they're looking at how we can tweak how those numbers have an effect on who you get matched against in order to change these things. Right. Okay. So Fair. another thing that they're looking at is the final score differential. So right now um, they, they believe they, I, I agree with this. They want games to be closer in score. So right now, 65% of the matches end with one team hitting the score target. 15% of the matches go to time and 15% end with a mercy. So they want at least 80% of matches to end with the reaching the score target. And most of the rest ending with time limit. So they're and they want to more specifically, they want most matches to have under 10 point difference between the two teams either when one hits the target or when time ends that's gonna be really um, difficult that is a very that's really um, difficult yes that is a very uh what how did i describe it earlier it's a very daunting kind of um very optimistic yeah very uh it's a very big aspiration you know mm -hmm. let's let's um, take this real fast into control okay you have a team that 
it, you have you have an idea or an ideal crucible that Bungie has in mind. Say this ideal crucible exists. That means that each team would need to, like, in order for them to balance out control, the way that they're saying that they want is that eighty percent of the time the teams need to get the like have the same skill roughly because of skill based matchmaking simultaneously trade both of them if for example hold one point to their own at any given moment and then trade back and forth with an with a third point relatively equally whilst also equally getting kills and then yes. have one team now, get 10 percent off not including uh like <clears throat> hunts and shit or what is that called uh dominate like not including dominations which is a mechanic in the game good luck right so well so that's that's once again that's one of the things that is kind of fascinating you know is that in a in an ideal situation if they get this this algorithm right you're going to see a lot of games that play out exactly like this 80 percent of matches are going to end so maybe not 80 percent of matches but 80 percent is is a very high number yes but if their goal is 80 percent with reaching the score target and most of the rest ending with the time limit and they want that 10 point difference between the two teams when the match ends if they tweak if they sacrifice some of the connection and some of the matchmaking speed for the skill value bef- like just based on the statistics this could happen for 80% and, and though it, like and it, yes yes damn. um the the problem is that the closer they get to that 80% or the closer they get to 100% the the more they have to sacrifice the connection stuff connection and the matchmaking right. speed so it's like right and, and and it goes back to the beginning when i was talking about how um like the three remember the three things that i told you when assembling a high quality match the connection quality the match fairness and the matchmaking speed yes you have you have it's like it's like a glass of water and then there's three bowls and you can only put so much into one or two or three like you only have a limited number of amounts of of things like the more you you focus on one the less you can focus on the others mm-hmm. and so the closer you get to that number of matches where they're they're fair in terms of being trading one kill one kill one kill one kill like the more very like the longer you're gonna have to wait to find that match you know yeah um and this is yeah so that's the the beauty of the formula though is that they can tweak it and and they will be tweaking it um and then the final thing just before we kind of close that part out is that they want they're going to be looking at like to to get less variance between the top player and the bottom player so once again this goes to the differential between the top player on one team and the bottom player on the other team right now five to ten percent of the matches have the best player scoring 30 to 39 more kills than the worst player in the match 
and 50% of the matches have the best player getting 20 to 29 more kills. So <laughs> in, in about 50% of the matches that you're playing and you're scoring in the middle, kind of you're just playing, look, look at the, the, the difference between the top player and the bottom player. And you're going to see it is crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. It's crazy. Like, I, yeah, I remember so, playing games when I was like, I popped off, I got like 40 kills, like 39, like high, high, high 30s or like low 40s, mid 40s. And then the person on the, on, like the person in the bottom of the leaderboard of my team got six. Yeah. <laughs> Three, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, like. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so what's even crazier than that, though, is their, their cold for this. They believe that 90% of matches should have less than 20 kills difference between the best and worst players. And 50, 50% should have no more than a 10 kill difference. Listen, all I'm going to say is I'm really glad that I'm not on the bungee balance, like crucible balancing team right now. Cause like that is, uh, that is like, man, like that that is like that would cause such a wave through crucible like it would maybe be competitive is, yeah well so that's the thing is like the you're gonna have a lot of people that are gonna absolutely love this you're also gonna have a lot of people that absolutely hate this yeah it, it's um, interesting because they they like if they get the the mat like skill-based matchmaking right there's going to be more people that enjoy it than dislike it. Right. Because people are going to be playing with people of their own skill. It is, it is this ideal is pure in my opinion. And what I see like where I see this going, it is purely dependent on how they handle their skill based matchmaking. Oh End yeah. Of story. This is, and this is, this is, these are the other thing I just talked about here is what they're going to be looking at and what they're going to be like keeping in mind this is what they're what they're looking for this is what they're shooting for while they're making these tweaks do you so think they, they can tweak do it? something i think they can get pretty damn close i i don't want to say that they're going to hit it however i think by setting the goals here it, it if like obviously they're not going to put an outrageous um goal because it and then not deliver on it you know right. i i feel like the reason like the fact that they're putting these goals in here means that they believe that it's realistic and that right. automatically makes me think that there's a chance that they that they must have some secret sauce kind of hiding in that code that mm -hmm. is going to work wonders um do you think so do you think that the the idea with these numbers is like shoot like aim like shoot for the moon land amongst the stars type like um it it could mindset be. and and we also have to keep in mind that that obviously this is they're gonna start tweaking and start implementing it in season 18 but right. they're gonna go well into season 19 yeah and true season 19 is the long season of the year too it is i so, hope it's good this season was dry so a little bit it is going to be quite literally months yeah 
Well, I, all, I, I hope they, I hope they get it right because this sounds like a great yes. thing. Oh, but if absolutely. they and and it's so just dependent on if they get it right. A little bit like yeah, a little bit of a side note about me is like my I obviously I went to school for engineering, um, and numbers and 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 formulas and statistics like this are absolutely fascinating to me and and so how this uh how this kind of gets calculated and how this plays out and looking at all these numbers and everything it really does seem reasonable like yeah obviously a, a 20 kill difference and a 10 kill difference is is a big number but if you're being matched against people that you're consistently not only getting killed by it and it's like if like the the smaller the window is that you're matched against the people that you're matched against like the closer in your skill level that everybody else on your team and the opposite team is the closer your scores are going to be realistically mm -hmm. is it's like uh and and when you get to a majority of players that fall within like 400 skill points of each other there is a there there are hundreds of thousands of people that play crucible like there are there is plenty of people that are going to be identical to your skill level yeah that you're going to be matched against it's not going so to be very difficult for the match. majority of the population yeah you're going to see this Mm. I I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna get very damn close. Um, obviously this doesn't really encompass everything that they're gonna be watching or what they're going for. Uh, I'm sure a lot of things are gonna be kept hidden. Um, but we can kind of get on to the last little two bits of of this these changes. So the first one is a, a small little mention of about skill distribution. Um. We kind of already talked about it in uh, when I was describing how your skill is calculated, but here they tell you, and there is a graph on the TWAB up at the beginning. So if you're if you're curious as to what the graph of the the amount of skill amount of players that are at certain skill levels, definitely go check that out. But basically, it follows a bell curve, which is like like a camelback, like one bump. You know, um, it's centered around about a skill value of 100. So basically, it means that about half of the players are somewhere between negative 100 and 300. So it's about a 400 difference. Um, like I said earlier, and uh, because of the bell curve, that means that about half of the other players or the other half of the players um, <laughs> there are uh, between uh, like there is like everybody's there, and then one percent about uh, of the players are above eight hundred or lower than negative five fifty. So, and remember, I said it goes from negative one thousand to two thousand to one thousand. So, above eight hundred to a thousand, so about a two hundred, or lower than negative five fifty is four hundred and fifty. Um. It is. There are a lot. It, it doesn't seem like a lot. I mean, it isn't like a whole lot, but there are still a bunch of people there, and um, essentially, one of the problems that that comes along with that is players that are at either end of the bell curve are going to experience um, longer wait times, 
um, and the people that they get matched against are going to be at a larger differential in your skill level because they have fewer players to match against. And so the algorithm is automatically going to start widening that skill differential requirement in order to find people that have a good connection to you. So uh, they're, what they're doing to kind of combat this, and I mentioned it earlier, is they're widening the initial skill gap requirement in order to prioritize that matchmaking time and the matchmaking connection to the server and to the other players. So they're, they said to expect longer matchmaking wait times, but they, they're using this as a method of kind of figuring out and quantifying how just how bad it is for for players to find matches at those ends of the bell curve and hopefully find ways to kind of tune the experience for them um in the so they do mention here at the end like in a future season they're hoping to introduce some technology that allows them to search with a wider skill variance based on your position in the skill curve and yet keep matchmaking times more consistent with the downside of loosening some match fairness. So I that mentioned this we before we started earlier, recording. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, this is essentially how a rank system works is that it has these, these skill windows uh, that are based on your position in a skill kind of curve this um, is this is something like tiers like diamond like yeah kind of kind of yeah okay yeah so i just want to make the, sure I'm the like idea on the same page. yeah so so it's the idea of like if you're at skill 100 which is like the average you would be gold right um and you would reliably be put against other players in that range on the bell curve which is gold you're going to be playing against gold players um as you win your games, you're going to get into a higher skill and you're going to be playing against maybe people that are platinum. Um, it it really like and, and I know that the, the systems that they use to determine your rank is traditionally done with ELO. And ELO, keep in mind, is not the same thing as skill. So think of it more as like a rank system that you will never see. All right. So it's like a hidden secret rank system. It's kind of like um like they know what you are. It's kind of like the IRS in your taxes, you know? It's like <laughs> they know how many ta- how much you have to pay in taxes, but they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you, yeah. But they <laughs> want you to pay it in full and don't fuck it up. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, so, sure, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, they, they do mention right at the end before we kind of start wrapping things up is that um, they mention the fire team sizes and the fire team mismatching. Uh, obviously, once again, they mention fire teams pick one player. I, I'm assuming, once again, it's the host, the fire team leader, to have the... Uh, to be the benchmark for your team's latency. Uh, but oddly, like, well, I guess not oddly enough, but understandably, like, fascinatingly enough, the uh, when a six stack is playing in control, the, the bell curve of your skill for full fire teams in control, instead of centering around 100, which is the average for, for just 
regular crucible uh, your play. The the bell curve for fire teams center around four hundred to five hundred. So for the odd playing it. So right now playing in a fire team, a full fire team where where you may be communicating, where you may know each other, you may play all the time. There is a very big advantage to playing in fire teams right now. Because um, it's not even just like you're communicating. It's the skill diff is, is calculated differently. Right, right. It's because you, yeah, you're going to be, you could have a full team of fire, of fire team members that are absolutely stacked. And because your latency is automatically decided as to be with this person, you could be playing against absolutely shitty people and roll them yeah, complete fucking because <laughs> it goes off of connection. Yeah. Um, that is, this goofy. is, yeah. So, and this has been in the game for a while. They have like noted that, that this is a system that is in place. And unfortunately they're not going to be touching it in season 18. They're kind of taking it step by step in terms of getting the crucible skill-based matchmaking set up and tweaked and then they have a couple of ideas into uh, uh, and how they want to implement what they call uh, like a, a form of fire team size preferred matchmaking. And uh, it, it's hopefully going to make it a little bit easier for the algorithm to place fire teams against other fire teams. Um, but also maybe look more into the individual latency and and skill levels of the players in the fire team instead of just one. Right. But we're gonna get more on that later. But that pretty much wraps up the the big info dump. I hope that <laughs> I hope we did a good job of kind of explaining you, that. I hope man, you guys learned you something. You fucking killed it. That was. I, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna let you know that I'm gonna need you at a later date to repeat all that again. I wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> right. It was right, all white right. noise again. Like you, you mentioned yeah. at the, you, like you mentioned at the beginning. You mentioned mentioned the raid and solstice. That was fun. That was like a party in my head. And then you went into crucible, and everything went everything just went fuzzy. Right. So right, um, yeah. So it's like, and as much as I hate crucible, like the idea of of matchmaking and and the skill based like algorithms and things. It's such a fascinating concept. <laughs> And uh, I mean, I'm like I said at the beginning, like I'm more familiar with it in terms of like like games like Counter Strike because I played Counter Strike religiously for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, you have but, more experience with it, yeah. Like, with it's with the like way I, that it works, yeah. And, and it's yeah, it's a uh, it's a neat system. But well, I'm sure we'll get a lot more information kind of going forward too. So yeah. You you fucking you blow me away, man. You're not you hate Crucible so much, and then you can talk about the Crucible matchmaking system for an hour straight, brother. <laughs> right. Oh my god. <laughs> well, now that we're done talking about Crucible, let's jump into Crucible. Um, the votes are in. Eternity is the community picked uh, trials map this weekend. Um, so the weekend of the thirtieth, thirty first, and first, and I guess I going into the second too. Monday is the second, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Uh, am I tripping? Hold Monday. On. Monday. Monday is the first. Tuesday is the second. Monday is the first. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it is the, um, I guess twenty ninth. I guess today because it's already four in the morning. Jesus Christ. Twenty ninth, thirtieth, thirty first, and first uh, is going to be eternity. Um, what? It, you know it, the the fact that 
we can now vote as a community for trials map is great i love that they're bringing that back yeah, i don't remember when I, that was a thing i wonder D1. if it's gonna be a recurring thing um, maybe i i would assume that they're gonna do some more interaction like this um and if you want to take part i voted um D did you 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 sign up for their uh like the emailed uh oh yes email yeah, yeah, list yeah. yeah i remember we you talked about it we uh, talked about yeah, it last, last time mm -hmm. yeah okay uh, well there you go um yeah. it was super easy i did it on my phone they literally had three pictures they had one picture of of the three maps kind of sliced like like little bits and pieces and you just clicked on one and it took you to a page and said thank you for voting you voted for such and such map cool and what you vote for i voted for eternity Oh, okay, I was gonna say if you voted for Widow's Court, you're a whore. <laughs> no, I voted for Eternity. I'm like, I'm not gonna play it regardless, like, but like, I yeah, I'm not gonna play. However, I know out of all of those three, Eternity is the the least the bad. One. I wanna I wanna know which fucking troglodytes voted for Rusted Lands, unless I'm thinking of the wrong. Oh no, I'm thinking of was it Exodus Blue? What is that? What is that map that's like super shitty with the giant pipe in the middle and like the 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 trains and everything is that rusted lands which one is rusted lands yeah it's rusted lands rusted is lands it? is like the like the cargo crates um and the tube okay on sea on tube where, on sea where, where 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 you go where you can go through the tube and and then yeah it's the one with the trains okay like there's the there's the tube on the far side of the map and then the trains on the opposite side. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. Heavy ammo drops on, yeah. on that. And like, you can go ledge. under the train a little bit toward like the yeah. cliff side. Yeah, I know. Okay. Mm -hmm. The 30% of the community that voted for Russell Lands are fucking shotgun apers, and I refuse to believe that they were even going to play. Actually, you know what? No, those 30% of people are going to play, and they're going to be pissy that it's, it's you know, pulse rifle range, baby. I'm sorry. I hate Russell Lands so much, and Widow's Court is no better. <laughs> right. The D1 right. maps can suck my nuts. <laughs> um now now we get to leave crucible thank god uh prime primed and ready line up uh, lined up this month we have uh, uh a couple new like exotics and stuff for the prime re rewards that has religiously given uh exotic weapons that i always have and and ornaments that aren't necessarily the the, the most interesting or intricate to look at and emotes uh, that are basic and sparrows that are whatever but this time they're not giving it a uh, giving out a weapon which is interesting they're giving out the flip out exotic emote which i believe is from season no i'm thinking of a different one i'm not even gonna say season because it's gonna be wrong i'm thinking of the 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 other emote that incorporates a table um and and that's basically the one where you just like you there's a table sitting there and your character flips it over and and you know freaks out uh <laughs> the take a gnome wings exotic ship which i don't even know what looks like the constricting exotic ghost shell which is your ghost center and it is a silver snake going around it um is very conf like i confuse it all the time with the guardian games hunter sh uh hunter ghost looks very similar very very similar right yeah. um and then the uh shaped knife legendary sparrow spaded what the i can't read spaded knife legendary sparrow my fault um so if you are i don't even know how that works you, your destiny account is connected with your twitch prime 
uh, right you you get you get these uh these rewards on your so account it's the uh it's the other way around is you connect your amazon account with prime oh, okay. to your bungie account okay well there you go all the way around right idea horrible execution horrible like presentation mm-hmm. my fault um yeah so that's that i i'm not gonna get it i don't i don't need any of those things i have like two two of the three of the four as it is my brother so. yoinked the amazon prime onto his account no did I he have really to yoink it back oh what a guy <laughs> um, i have to yoink it back well if you you know if, if you have a have an absence of a amazon prime account and you're and you're having a bad week croissant is here to uh to cheer you up a little bit for for my personal favorite part of the week and i'm sure it is it is up there on the list for him but i will let him delegate and 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 bring bring attention to where he wants attention to be yeah so once again i would like to to share a story oh okay so it was the first day that we recorded and we were reading through the TWAB. And we got to about 80%, 85% of the way through our recording. And I'm not going to lie. I was kind of thinking ahead as to what we were going to talk about. And I was bored. And and I used my brain and I was like, how, how can I make this more exciting? He definitely used the r- most wrinkly part of his brain, 100%. Yes, and so we we cued the dramatic music. We we turned the lights down really low, and I I turned I turned my flashlight on and shined it under my chin, and and I sat there and I was like, "Guess what time it is?" And nobody knew what time and it was. Nobody knew, and I still to this Literally day have no idea. Knew. You but, you say listen you, you know, say guess what time it is and I have no idea how to respond and, and every but, time but listen so so the more you think about it the more the more I realize that that it's okay you know it's okay to not know because that's why we're here we're here to let you know what time it is and. I think we've gotten very good at letting them know what time it is. I think I think they they are very they're very well informed as as to what time it actually yes. is. Yes. And so fret not because this week and pretty much every other week that the TWAB is available to us, we will have what we like to call the player support report. Now, the player support report is notorious for uh, encompassing what you could call dad jokes. True. Um, and this week, it's, you know, it's, it's not really a joke. You know, it's kind of more like a funny saying. It says, a bonfire a day keeps the darkness away. And and I know that that's not exactly what it said, but that's what the script says, and I get paid to read it from the script. So, <laughs> really, now is that the case? Hold on, hold on. Let me just type some up real quick. Um, uh, oh God, I can't oh, type. 
Damn it. Damn it. My, my PC seems to have blue oh, screen. Oh, shit. Ah. Ah. Damn. Damn. Did I? Did you fucking... Did you spill coffee on your PC and then lose the episode? <laughs> shit, dude. That sucks so bad. Right, right. Oh, oh. no. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me but... just make sure that's very noticeable so you don't, like, miss it and make sure that it's just, like, very... Very, uh... Yeah. There you go. Yes. Um... Listen, I I don't think I get paid enough for that. God damn it. Okay, well, for those of you who don't know, I'm going to fucking out it. I'm going to out you myself. It says on the script, I'm, it is script. It, Son of a bitch, you deleted it. it. It's gone. <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? Well, it now says, it's... What's it say, Chris? Huh? What's it say? It, it says, it says, and I quote. Oh, oh, okay. I, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because nobody here can see us being idiots they're just hearing it they're just like oh my god anyways continue i, I interrupted yeah, your player's so, word so there's a there's a couple of uh some some things to talk about so last week there was an issue that that players who purchased the seashore pack from the eververse did not receive the included items when opening the bundle now, this issue That's is toxic. resolved for future purchases of the Seashore pack. Man, talk about a fucking scam, man. Yeah, you buy true. it from the Eververse, you open it, and you get nothing. First, DMG doesn't give I us what we I need in the it. I wish I had bought it. That would have been so funny. But yeah, so it's fixed for future purchases, and individuals who made the previous purchase should now have the individual items to unlock and acquire from Rahul the Fool in the Tower. Rahul the Fool. Sorry, not DMG, it's BNG. My fault. Miss misidentifying my bungee devs. Cosmo, fucking give give me my give me my fucking letter link, okay? <laughs> I know you're listening to this, okay? I'm I need DMing the letter link. Dude, I'm 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 a <laughs> Dude, that hit, that hits home for some current events going on right now. God damn it. <laughs> oh my lord. Yo, literally bringing it up Oh shit! Okay, never mind. His his DMs are closed. Damn it! Oh, what I got? He knew. I'm he, tweeting at him. He straight up knew. Oh my god! I'm, <laughs> I'm tweeting at him. Oh my god! Cosmo. Okay. Well, while croissant goes off on Cosmo for not giving us our letter link, um, the event card expiration. This is more Solstice stuff, so obviously a boy is gonna talk about it. Um, players should ensure that they've completed and claimed all of the chal event challenges and event rewards from their Solstice card prior to the expiration date at the weekly reset on August 9th, or else it's gone, you're shit out of luck, hold this L, bozo, you can't get it back, There's you gotta wait till next Solstice to do it. To do it. Not only that, but you would be out of, like, you, you'd have no options for the uh, event title, so... Just make sure you're you're completed, you're set, you're claimed, everything is good by August 9th at reset. If it's not, I don't know to tell you, massive L on your forehead, you're a walking L, never held the W <laughs> in your life, dude. Like, Cole yes, Parter, yes, yes. I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... Are we are we touching on this or no? Nah. Nah? nah. Okay, well, fucking... Nah, if you want to know gone. more about their known issues, check out the TWAB. There's a yeah. couple of in there, you know, and, and once again, like if you notice anything that is going on, um, check out their forum, make a post, maybe contribute. But come on, come on, come on. Is it? No. God damn it. Okay, well, I was trying to pull back up the 
the thing, the ting, you know, oh. the ting. <laughs> and it didn't. God damn it, it didn't save. Okay, well that sucks so bad. So just just to sh- shed some light because I feel bad for us dicking around on the on the script and nobody seeing what happened. Um, oh, it's because I deleted it. That's why. Oh, you'd. Please, <laughs> please. It's so oh there it's back on the script. Look, it says Lovin is the best at raids, undisputed, and then a bunch of whys for some reason. I don't oh know why. God. Oh, because it's from like it was before. It was here, yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, um, just just so that you guys are aware of what we're doing, I don't want to like. There's no inside joke going on. I promise we're being idiots. Um, <laughs> uh, but we, regardless, we've covered a lot today, so we're gonna keep this outro short. Um, and sorry, I, I just kind of transitioned into that. Like, these are the words of Cosmo. These aren't my words, just an FYI. Um, I'm going to keep this outro short. Uh, we have another uh, date to mark on your calendar for the Redacted Raid going live on August 26th. I'm going to say it loud. 26th. 26th! That probably blew up the mic so bad, dude. Um, <laughs> mark it the date in your calendar um, if you haven't already. And make sure you also have August 23rd on uh, on the calendar as well. Uh, because that's the Destiny 2 showcase, and they will announce the raid at that point. We'll have a couple days to prep for the raid. Four, three days, exact, to be exact, because um, that's when they'll tell us. And then uh, can't wait for you to see what we've got cooking up. Heart Cosmo. That's the end of it, Cosmo. I'm getting on your ass for that link, dude. You can't Currently be out here shorting me. He, like, fucking, we're on it, dude. Send him a link to the, send him, you know what? Send him a link to the fucking, uh, to the podcast too. Link the podcast <laughs> so he knows how upset we are. Verbally, how like not okay it is. Cry. I I look forward to the link. Maybe once a year, and today happened to be the day, and he missed it. <laughs> God damn it. But um, is there any closing thoughts that you have other than our collective disappointment in Cosmo? Anything else? Um, I mean, it, it's always exciting to, uh, to, to think about big changes coming to the game like this. Um, and I know they've, they've done their part of like attempting skill-based matchmaking before. Um, and obviously based on the fact that it's not currently in the game for the most modes means that it didn't work out too well. Um, but this time at least it looks like they have a solid game plan in terms of yeah it, it, it's sort of like attacking it um i i am <clears throat> very hopeful and very uh i i guess you could say i i, I believe that they will do a very good job um, well that's all we can I'm, hope for yeah i i have also a lot of confidence in in the performance for the for the raid um the only stipulation the only thing that is kind of iffy for me is the raid is on a friday and not a saturday um i know for a lot of people it being on a friday is going to interfere with school because school starts around again uh, at least here uh in like mid late august Mm -hmm. um and so on a Friday, you know, eh, I don't yeah. know, it's risky, risky, risky business. Um, I was really worried because so when I first read that it was the 26th, I like, I don't know if I would full dyslexia brain, but I saw it on the 29th and it's the day I go back to work. 
the day I go back to teaching and I was like, are you fucking right. my dick right now, dude? Are you serious? Yeah, I, that I have first to, day off. Of I need, I need to, I need to not only take the first day off of, off, off of work, but I need to neglect to introduce myself to my, to myself to my brand new students at the new school I'm working at. And I would have done it hundred percent. I would have done it. Which was not a good, wouldn't have been a good decision, so I'm glad it's not, but I would have done it. <laughs> Welcome, kids, to the new school year. Welcome to the third grade. Your teacher is not here because he's playing video games for fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> would have not been the, uh, would have not been the wave, but it is what it is. Listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it real with you guys. It is 4.04 in the morning. I work tomorrow morning. I need to call it here. We got it. We got it. We got to wind it up. I'm going to go. Everybody be safe. Don't get murdered. Croissant, thank you so much for, for hanging out for another episode of After Hours. And it'll, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good week coming up and we'll see you guys. I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if Croissant will show up after 16 episodes, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> um, I successfully made it through half of my wine i'd say that's ounce the bottle shaped weird it's it's half of my wine so i'm feeling good gonna finish the rest of the bottle edit this video and maybe fall asleep i don't know we'll see yeah take it awkward, easy awkward silence <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm going i'm i'm leaving <laughs> bro i uh i am are you good i i'm i'm typing out man i i have a juicy a juicy Twitter post. Are you actually and tweeting him? And I am five characters over the limit. What have you been typing this whole time? I'll oh give my you, God. I'll read it to you. I say, hello. I am reaching out to you in hopes that you are well, as well as everyone close to you, both inside and outside of work. The reason I am contacting you is for a very important yet heartbreaking reason. That reason is because there is no hyperlink to funny pick. Please fix. Thanks. <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing dude that's fucking hilarious dude please tell me you're sending like you're you're i and am you've added him, I, right because you can't DM i him. i have i have i am six characters over the limit no what so what are you gonna do um i'm gonna delete both both so oh, like say, hello i am reaching out to you in hopes that you are well as well oh okay well, uh, we'll croissant... this to along with <laughs> well croissant types out this very angry tweet it's not angry it's 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 like good-hearted fun as as, as he right. as he we got messages it. okay Read i have out. three extra characters reason is because there is no hyperlink to funny pick please fix thanks bye <laughs> that's so awkward i love it so much please thanks bye <laughs> oh my god okay well catch that on uh on the next twab that's funny jesus christ anyways i'm going i need to edit this episode out everybody have a good night be safe don't get buried i'll see you guys on tuesday